0: Amen. the Lord be with you.
1: And also with you
0: let us pray together almighty God make us loyal followers of our living Lord that we may always hear his word follow His teachings, and live in His Spirit. And hasten the day when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord. To your eternal glory. Amen. you'll be seated and let our children come forth. And as the children are coming forth, there was two announcements that I left out. Administrative council meets today at four o'clock and the UMC 101 meets at six, both in the social hall.
2: Good morning! How are y'all doing? Good, good. Okay, today we're going to talk about a story from Genesis. Do you know where Genesis is in the Bible? It's the very front. It's at the very front. It's in the Old Testament, you're right, but it's at the very front of the book. It's the first book. And so let me ask y'all, have y'all ever had to wait for anything? Okay, what have you had to wait for? Have you ever had to wait for… We just went to the beach last week and it was, Anna was so excited and she had to wait to go. Have you ever had to wait to go on vacation? Have you ever had to wait for Christmas? Have you ever had to wait for your birthday party? I know, it's kind of hard, isn't it? You get all excited and want it to come as fast as it can. Have you guys ever heard of the things called fruits of the Spirit? Do you remember? Okay, there's there's some, what that means is is things that God wants people to see in us, okay? He wants for them to see our fruits, okay? So he wants to see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. What's the last one? You remember it? self-control okay so today we're going to talk about patience because that's one of the hardest ones for me because I get excited about things and we're going to have a baby in the fall and I'm ready for it to get here as fast as it can right I can't wait to have him but we've got to wait because he's got to grow and I have to learn how to be patient and wait for him to get here right So we're going to talk about being patient. There were some people in the Bible at the beginning in Genesis, and their names were Abraham and Sarah. And they had a lot of patience, okay? So I'm going to tell you their story in a quick, quick nutshell. There once was a man named Abram. And one day the Lord came to talk to Abram. And Abram asked, who will have all of my things when I die? Well, God promised Abram and his wife Sarah that one day they would be parents, even though they were old and they had no children. God wasn't sure that Abram understood. So that night, he took him outside and said, Do you see all the stars in the sky? How many stars are there in the sky? A A gajillion, bajillion, trillion, right? Lots. So when Abram looked up, The whole night sky was full of stars, so many, in fact, that he would never be able to count them. God told him, that's how many children you will have. Whoa, that's a lot, isn't it? Quite a few years later, when Abram was 99 years old. Do you know anybody that's 99? Is that old? That's really old, right? Right. About to be 99? Well, that ha- we don't know many that are 99, definitely. That's an older number. The Lord decided to change Abram's name to Abraham, and that means father of many. He also changed Sarah's name to Sarah. God told them again that they would be parents and that they would have a boy. And this time Abraham laughed so hard that he fell on his face. It was hard to believe that he and Sarah would have a child in their old age. And one day, three visitors came to Abraham's house. He hurried to meet them. May I get you something to eat and drink, Abraham asked. Please come in and join us and have a rest on the couch. The visitors agreed, so Abraham brought them... What do you think he brought them? Some bread, maybe? Some, maybe a hamburger? I don't know. We don't know. Maybe some milk, that kind of stuff. Well, Maybe some water? While the visitors were eating, they asked Abraham, Where's your wife Sarah? Well, he said, She's in the other room. Then one of the men spoke and said, I'll come back to see you this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening behind the door, and she started to laugh. But she covered her mouth and laughed to herself because she didn't want them to hear her. Then she said to herself, How can I have a child? I am almost 100 years old. Later, when the visitors had left, Abraham and Sarah realized that the man who had told them this was indeed God. A year later, guess what? They had a baby boy. She and Abraham named him Isaac. And Isaac means to laugh. They were very excited and remembered to thank God for their son. So do you think Abraham and Sarah had to wait a long time to have their son? How old were they? 99 years old. They had to wait a long time, so they had to have a lot of patience. So, do you guys think that you can have some patience? Maybe the next time um, something really exciting is coming up, you can say, "Lord, please help me to be patient. It's coming, right? The birthday's coming, Christmas is coming, but maybe we can have a little patience in between, right? You're going to a birthday today. Well, that'll be fun, and we'll have patience and sit through church, right? And then we'll go to the birthday party. Does that sound good? Okay, can you guys pray with me? Repeat after me. Dear Lord, please help us to have patience and wait on your timing. Amen.
3: The reading from Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 through chapter 10 verse 4. The workers are few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. into his harvest field. Jesus sends out the twelve. He called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother, Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us bow our heads in prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. O God, you are the God of day and night. You're the God who shines your light into the darkness so that it does not overcome us. And because of this and many other things, we come before You and praise Your name, confess our sins, and offer our petitions. We know that You have sown a seed of righteousness among us by calling us as Your own. But we are assaulted daily by evil that seeks to call us into its way. Our faith is often weak, and we're tempted to fall away. We have sinned against you, O God, of compassion, and we pray that you would forgive us this day and lead us into the way of everlasting life. Help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to be bold and courageous in our proclamation of your message of good news of freedom from slavery to sin and death. And fill us with that same Spirit that we may fulfill the task to which You have appointed each one of us and called us. No matter where we go, You are there. And we pray this day that You would make known Your special presence to all those who I feel trapped, who may feel trapped in the darkness of disease or brokenness, or poverty, or war, or other sufferings. We pray, O oh Lord, that you lay Your hand upon them, all those who are on our prayer list, and those who we name in our hearts now. We pray that You'd restore them and help them, <coughs> and help us to accept Your good and perfect will. The glory that is yours, that is yet to be revealed to us, but will be revealed to us one day. We wait with eager anticipation. But at the same time, we pray for patience. Patience as we wait upon the Lord, and patience to be about the work you've called us. We know that you bless us. For we pray in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. We United Methodists believe that giving is part of worship, so let our ushers come forward as we continue our worship with our giving. We continue looking in Genesis at Abram and Sarah, now known as Abraham and Sarah. And I'm in Genesis chapter 18, verse 1, where the Lord appears to Abraham. The Lord appeared to Abraham. This is, of course, another appearance. The Lord appears to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre. This is after he's went to the land where the Lord would show him. And while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day, and Abraham looked up and saw these three men standing nearby, and when he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent, to meet them and bowed low to the ground. And he said, If I have found favor in your eyes, O Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. And let me give you something to eat so that you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. And so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. And quick, he said, "Get three seas of fine flour and knead it and bake some bread." Then he ran to the herd, selected a choice tender calf, and gave it to his servant, and, who hurried to prepare it. I guess it really it was cheeseburgers. <laughs> he then brought some curds and milk, and the calf that had been prepared, and they set these before them. And while they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? they asked. There in the tent, he said. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind them. And to recall, the Scripture is having us to recall that Abraham and Sarah were already old, And well advanced in years. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? (laughs) Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But the Lord said, Yes, you did laugh. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we appreciate your humor and, and good-naturedness in the face of our disbelief. Help us now to face our disbelief and to see that nothing's impossible with you, O oh Lord. Amen. Well, you know, I think it's really a funny little scene. Uh, did I hear Sarah laugh? God inquires. Who me? No, I didn't laugh. Don't lie to me. You laugh. It's really a, a an interesting bit of scripture. Here we have an old woman who is ready for the nursing home, and an old man who's right behind her, if not before her, trying to explain to God what is so funny. And we all know what is so funny, don't we? After all these years of waiting, it's important for us to remember that this is many, many years after last week's scripture where God made the promise of offspring and many descendants and that the world will be blessed through Abraham's descendants. This has been many, many years later. One of the Bible commentaries that I read said this, Sarah was never going to see 90 again. Abraham was hitting, getting ready to hit 100 and they almost fell out when they heard that the stork was coming and when the baby did finally come they called him laughter which is what Isaac means in Hebrew what other name would work? Yes, Sarah laughed. And it's a laughter that you and I know well. It is a laughter of disbelief. If you are a parent, there are times when you laugh because you wonder if your kids will ever grow up. If you are a teenager, you laugh because you think your parents will never understand you. We all laugh when we think about all these different things that go on in our lives. For example, we laugh when we think that we'll never get out of debt, that we'll never get free from the past, we'll never find someone to love us, we'll never find a place to call home. There are so many examples of why we laugh. We laugh as Sarah's laugh, not because we have faith, but because we find it impossible to have faith. As I said, 24 years had gone by since Abram and Sarai, now known as Abraham and Sarah, were directed by God to leave everything they knew and go to a place where their descendants would be as numerous as the stars. 24 years of travel and hard work and frustration and fear and discouragement. These things have all gone by in their lives since they heard the Word of God, since they heard that promise from God. And so when they hear that this time next year I will return and Sarah will have a son, they laugh the laughter of disbelief. Yeah, right, Lord. We've heard that one before. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. 24 years. Abraham and Sarah laughed, I contend, because they had reached a dead end. They were at a dead end in their lives and they, they had come to just... Adjust to it. They had come to accept the hopelessness. And if we're honest, we also come to accept to accommodate those places in our life that are are barren because we no longer believe that God will do a new thing. We think that sounds foolish and yet there's another person who has a little laugh in that conversation if you're paying attention and that's the one who keeps his own counsel who works his own will the scripture says he sits enthroned in heaven and laughs and I often thought that he laughs an awful lot at at, at Brenda and I as we make plans you see the thing is is whether or not we have faith to see it God is at work And sometimes we have to wait to share in that laughter of surprise, that laughter of it's finally going to happen because most of the time we're not prepared for that. What we're prepared for is anything except the possibility that all things are possible with God. We're more prepared, it seems to me, for us to... Plow our fields the same old way, break our backs doing the same old thing till the cows come home, as the proverb says, without seeing that at our feet, oftentimes it's a treasure. We almost have to stub our toes on it to see it. That's because we're not prepared for those surprises. We're not prepared for a God who actually meets his promises what we're prepared for instead is this god who strikes a hard bargain we are more prepared for anything to happen except that which will never happen by our own power but then here it is what do we do with it one day comes this 24 years later it come it came for abraham and sarah Something too wonderful does happen to them. The, and this Testament, Old Testament story is really central to our understanding of faith. And it shows what a difficulty faith is. And it reminds us that faith and embracing the promise of God involves believing the impossible. You see, faith is believing the impossible. It is believing that something will come out of the barrenness and hopelessness in our life. Faith means knowing that God has done a new thing in Jesus Christ, something we could not do for ourselves. And faith means that we not only know that, but that we live in the freedom that flows from that, that we start believing that the impossible can be possible with God. This is the kind of faith that Abraham and Sarah eventually lived. The question from the Lord to Abraham underlines the possibilities with God. It's the same question to all of us. Nothing is impossible for the Lord. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And yet, as I said, we admit that oftentimes we find it challenging we find it the challenges of our life. And we've seen them in so many examples. When it comes to mind, it, I believe that I'm beginning to live myself, is this one that I had read about Marvin and Maria, who were close to retirement and had many plans for travel and a new place to serve and live for the Lord and then Marvin gets the call from his sister in another state that says I can't take care of mom anymore she needs continual care I need your help and Marvin and Maria begin considering what they are to do how it's going to change their plans These are just situations, these are real life situations that we all go through, we all face in our everyday life and we know that we are not sure what we should do. But in the end, that story along with this story of Abraham and all your stories are the same really. They're examples of how we are to believe in the impossible. And that when we believe in the the impossible, we actually experience faith at a deep level. But this also is a story of not only laughter of disbelief, but of, of a laughter of, wow, finally, all those times that I have believed and hoped and prayed that something too wonderful to even imagine was going to happen. It's happening. And I laughed that laughter of, wow, I never believed this was going to happen, but it has. The Bible commentary had this to say, and I want to share it with you because I think it's pertinent. I quote Sarah, and her husband had plenty of hard knocks in their time and there'd be plenty more but at that moment when the Lord told them they had better start fixing up a nursery their laughter turned from laughter of disbelief to laughter that suddenly dawned on them that their wildest dreams had not been wild enough Friends, in every situation, believe in the impossible because nothing is impossible with God. Let's pray. O wondrous God, deep in our hearts, so deep most of the time we dare not repeat it even to ourselves is a prayer for something we need to happen. Something too wonderful for us to accomplish or even to imagine or simply something that really needs to happen for us or for one we love or even for our world. Give us this day again that great hope that says that believing in the impossible is faith. Give us again the great hope that the day is coming when the impossible will become possible and our despair will be turned into the laughter of greatest joy as we are surprised once again at how God works, how God works in our life. And then the lives of others. We pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the uh, fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, and the love of God be yours this day and each day. Amen.